friend, my name is Tanya Valentine, and I'm a mom of three, registered nurse turned certified life coach and entrepreneur. And I'm so excited to welcome you to the Momentum Podcast, a weekly podcast where we bypass the small talk and get right into the real struggles moms face every day, from bedtime battles to feeling like no matter what we do, it's never enough. Think of this as your mom support group in the form of a podcast. Each week, we introduce new ways of thinking and actionable tools you can implement to bring more ease, peace, and joy in your home. Go from treading water to finding your flow in motherhood. Welcome to another episode of the Momentum Podcast, the show dedicated to inspiring, uplifting, and empowering women on their journey through motherhood. I'm your host, Tanya Valentine, and today I'm talking to an extraordinary and inspiring mom, Eileen McDonnell. Eileen is an intuitive breakthrough and results coach, international best-selling author, and she is a host of the One Breakthrough Away podcast. She identifies the blind spots that hold her clients back and guides them to manifesting the success they want in their businesses and their lives. She works with clients who want to play full out, who want to create impact, and who are ready to move the needle and get results. Eileen is a certified Napoleon Hill instructor and certified Tony Robbins coach. As a survivor of child abuse, thriving through the daily challenges of a rare illness, and the wife of a first responder with PTSD, she takes her own growth and transformation very seriously. She is always working with a coach herself and is deeply humbled every time she gets to witness her clients' transformational journeys. She lives in Ontario, Canada with her husband, Jeff, and their three energetic kids. Eileen, thank you so much for being here today and gifting us with your time and wisdom. I am so grateful to be here, Tanya. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we're going to jump right in. And Eileen, can you start by introducing yourself to the audience and telling us your story? Give give us a little bit of your background and tell us what led you down the path of becoming a coach, author, and podcast host host. And I'd love to know if you started this journey before or after having kids. Oh, what a great question. (laughs) Okay. So a bit about me, the reason why I got into the personal development and coaching space was because I grew up in a violent alcoholic home and I knew that my thinking wasn't healthy. I had a whole bunch of behaviors that didn't serve me anymore. I was in a cycle of self-sabotage and Every single self-help book that I sought out, I would read the first two or three chapters and I didn't identify with those things. And it was only when I figured out that my behaviors came from being raised in an alcoholic home that I was like, oh, and so as I dug deeper and deeper, um, I learned so much more about myself. And then 
it was almost this obsession with personal development and it was craving to keep feeling more, keep up leveling how I thought, what I did, who I hung around, what I contributed to. So that's what led me down to be the, you know, the path to being a coach and a trainer. And I started this actually, my son was, he had just turned two when I started my business and he's almost 14 now. And I've been, I've been so blessed to have an entrepreneurial career. It's been rocky as anything, um, but it's been the best journey ever. Just being able to witness people's transformations and being up close for those moments and witnessing humanity in that way is quite humbling. Oh, that's so awesome. And I wanted to talk about too, the name of your podcast is One Breakthrough Away. And mm-hmm. can you talk about why you chose that name and what does One Breakthrough Away mean to you? So for me, One Breakthrough Away Every single breakthrough that I've had, I mean, people think sometimes that they need to be this seismic shifts that just knocks them right into the other stratosphere. And sometimes a breakthrough is just subtle. I don't know if you've ever noticed that sometimes you'll have a thought and it's an unhealthy thought. And so you work on not thinking that anymore. And then one day the thought pops into your head and you're like, wow. I don't remember the last time I had that thought. Like to me, that's a breakthrough of seeing how far you've come. Even if it's so subtle, it could just be this little thing like, oh, I feel so much better drinking more water or, oh, I get to uh, walk or run or lift weights every day. Or maybe it's a breakthrough into urgency that you got to step up and start changing the world because eventually like nobody gets out of this alive. So it's all these little breakthroughs that propel us to that next level. Even if that next level is only like a millimeter away. Yeah. I love that. Like it's just a, it could just be a millimeter away. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And actually Tony, yeah. Tony Robbins, he was the first person I think that I heard talk about that you, it really is just that small shift that can make a world of difference. I think he compares it to like playing golf, right? Mm -hmm. He talked about uh, how he was getting some coaching with, with his golf game. And the coach had mentioned he just needed to shift the way that he was holding the club or his position, like just a millimeter and how that just propelled the ball, like, so much further away or in the closer to the direction of where he wanted to go. Yeah. Yeah. Because it it just changes the whole trajectory. Yeah. Yeah. She calls it, it's that two degree shift. Yes. Yeah. Right. And as soon as you change that two degrees, the ball is going in a completely different direction. Yeah. It just gets more and more expansive. Yeah. As, and and right now nobody could see it, but I'm motioning my hands further and further away. <laughs> so. Uh, so my next question is uh, you've overcome, I know, some significant challenges in your life. 
from surviving the child abuse to managing a rare illness and now supporting a spouse with PTSD. And I wonder how have these experiences shaped your perspective and approach to life and coaching? Mm, What a great question. And the first word that comes to me is gratitude. Oh, love that. And because, and again, it was Tony Robbins that said this, he says, you know, you want to blame somebody for all the shit. You have to blame them for all the good too. Yes. Mm. And so it was seven years, about seven and a half years ago, it was April of 2017 when I felt true gratitude for my mother. And my mother was the one that was violent and um, was an alcoholic. So I was celebrating something so incredible that morning. And I was, you know, woot wooting in the car. And I'm like, oh my God, such good news. Woohoo. And something came over me. It was so bizarre. I just got really quiet. And it didn't even feel like these words were my own, but I heard myself saying, Thank you, mom. Oh, and she had been passed for, she, she died in 2011. And so getting to that space of feeling genuine gratitude for a woman that I braced against and resisted was quite incredible. And everything that we face as human beings is an opportunity and an invitation to grow. Yeah. And I was talking to a client this morning and I said, you know, it's okay for us to feel dark sometimes as long as we're looking at it through the lens of our light. So instead of that poor me, the victim, the why can't it be easier? Why can't I have this? How am I ever going to whatever? It's isn't this interesting? Mm. What do I get to learn from this? How do I get to grow? What am I pretending not to see? Who do I get to be on the other side of this? So it's not resisting your feelings. It's actually leaning into them, but in a really healthy, expansive way. So that's how I allow it to influence my coaching is allowing people to feel and expand because everything is an everything is an invitation to be better. Yeah. Oh, that's so true. Yeah. And em- embracing the dark side too, embracing the dark moments and those feelings are there for a reason. There's always something to learn. I love that. And that was your breakthrough. That was a breakthrough for you with your mom. Absolutely. That's so amazing. Absolutely. Um, all right. And then Can you share some key insights or strategies you've learned from being a certified Napoleon Hill instructor and a certified Tony Robbins coach that can benefit overwhelmed moms in their daily lives? Oh, yes. Okay. So the first one that comes to mind is strategic laziness. Ooh, explain that. (laughs) Right. So we as overwhelmed moms I totally get it because we look at a list and can I share a really short story? Yes, please. The first coach that I ever worked with, this was 12 years ago. 
she asked me to write down everything I wanted to get done in a week for my business. And I said, okay. And I wrote everything down and she says, now tell me how much time you think it takes to get these things done. Well, I had about 142 hours of stuff to do within one week. And that's why I continuously felt overwhelmed and I would shut down. I wouldn't be as productive as I wanted to. I, I was avoiding, I was in resistance. I was in scarcity. It was awful. And so when I really got a handle on, first of all, figuring out what was really a priority. And if I was living in line with my values, that was really important. So my three top values are freedom, integrity, and love. So if I'm living in my values, that means that I'm not spending 142 hours a week trying to figure stuff out. That's so true. You I am making do it all. You... No, we can't. We can't. And so, and we shouldn't, we're not designed to. So it's super important for us to number one, identify what our values are and you can find values exercises all day long on the internet. So mm -hmm. identify what your values are and then ask yourself, am I living in alignment with those values? And yeah. if I'm not, what do I get to say yes to? What do I get to say no to? Yes. And part of that is being strategically lazy, letting yourself sit on the couch and watch TV, whether by yourself, with your kids, whatever, or just sit down and stare out a window for 10 minutes or two hours, however time you need, but schedule in strategic laziness. Because once you say, listen, it's really important actually for our brains to back off and take a rest. Mm -hmm. And it's not about filling it with social media and stuff that makes us feel like poop. That's not what this is about. It's about giving ourselves the space to have a breath, do something that we enjoy without feeling guilty about it. Oh, that is so good. That is going to be a quote that I highlight. <laughs> I love that strategic laziness. Yeah. And like our, our nervous systems need a break. They mm -hmm. need a break from all of the, the stimulus that's we're constantly being bombarded with, whether it's um, it, social media or TV or just our kid. I mean, our kids, like <laughs> the constant, the noise. Yeah. And I love your message to not feel guilty about it too. That's huge. Right. I think. Yeah. And then the second thing that came to mind was pay attention to what we're thinking about. Yeah. Because if you're not paying attention to what you're thinking about the old patterns that have been running in the background, you know, like apps on your phone that just run on the background yeah. in the background and suck your battery. It's mm -hmm. doing the same thing in our minds and in our lives. So unless you are aware of what you think and you're choosing to reframe the thoughts that don't serve you, you're going to get depleted a lot faster. You're not going to be headed in the direction that you want to go. You're going to continue in overwhelm. So instead, if you take a moment and become aware, then you're able to shift, reframe yeah. that perspective. So this way you are headed in the direction of what you want instead of perpetuating more of what you don't, which is that overwhelm, procrastination, perfectionism, doubt, sabotage, all those. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Now, your work involves helping clients identify blind spots and achieve breakthroughs. 
what are some common blind spots that moms with little ones might face and how can they start addressing them? Wow. Where do I start? Okay. There are <laughs> I know. so many. Yeah. Maybe, I know there's a ton, but maybe like three or something, two or three. Right. Right. And the reason why I say like, wow, where do I start is because these things are so big. And if we literally just shifted perspective and reframed, everything would be so much easier. So the first thing is look around in your life because see how we do one thing is how we do everything. So if we doubt ourselves in one area, we're doubting ourselves in all areas. So paying attention to how we show up in the different areas of our life. So for instance, when we're parenting, when we're going to the grocery store, I know that something that moms really struggle with is self-judgment and worried about what other people think. And then, so for instance, and it's these little thoughts that come in and they seep in and they're so insidious, you hardly even notice them, but even getting out of the car and making sure that your jacket is tucked down so nobody can see that your jeans are a little too tight or that, you know, you're kind of out of shape or, you know, you have a a, a muffin top or whatever, or making sure that your hair's fixed or making sure that there's makeup on before you go to a store, all these little things, because we're judging ourselves, we're judging ourselves that we're not enough that, you know, oh my God, this is my body now. How did I let it get this way? When, when the hell did this happen? And I've had those thoughts as well. And the thing is, is that we rob ourselves of being authentically who we are. We stop giving ourselves permission to just walk into the grocery store without adjusting our shorts or whatever. We're, we're not we're not allowing ourselves to just be and celebrate who we've become. We are moms. We are women. We are powerful individuals that we are here to make a difference. And when we worry about the small things, because really, what's it going to matter? Somebody told me once, they said, you know what? One day I'm going to die. And so is the guy judging me. Yeah. So what does it matter? So yeah. releasing that doubt, that sabotage, that self-judgment by working on our own self-acceptance. Yeah. And sometimes the self-acceptance is looking in the mirror and, you know, even topless or completely nude and looking at ourselves and saying, oh my God, I love you. Yes. I love you. You know? you carried my children, you fed my children, you held my children, like love ourselves for who we are in this moment. Because the longer that we resist and brace against it, the more number one, we're showing our children that you're not valuable either. You should question yourselves too. You got to judge yourself too. You're not enough. It's, it's, it's this insidious thing that we pass on to our children. Oh, yeah. And I know that's the furthest thing from what anybody wants to do here. Yeah, we have to be the example because I know I don't want I don't want my kids to change to be anything else other than what they are. You know, you have right. to be uniquely you and love and embrace that. And two, we project how 
we feel about ourselves onto others. So if you want to love all the people in your life, well, it starts with you. It really does. And it's funny. I was telling my daughter this um, the other day. I said, you know, let it begin with me. Mm-hmm. And I, I I wrote that out for her and she says it, let it begin with me that when you want kindness, let it begin with me. When you want generosity, let it begin with me because we attract what and who we are. Mm. Yes. I love that. Let it begin with me. I'm going to adopt that one too. Let it begin with me. I have a feeling that's going to come back around at the end of this episode, but we'll get there. <laughs> let it begin with me. Um, okay. So my next question is as a mother of three energetic kids, what are some practical tips or techniques you've found helpful for balancing personal growth and self-care while juggling the responsibilities of motherhood? Mm. Choose something to suck at. And I know that that, that, that sounds this kind so of counterintuitive, so um, but there was um, John Acuff. He wrote a book called Finish. And I had the privilege of being in a room with him when he was um, doing a, it was a very small, intimate speaking engagement. It was really cool. I should say it was a Zoom room. That's what I mean. It was a, you know, in on the call with him. And he said that was one of the things in his books was it. And that is one of the strategies to make sure that you finish because as moms, how many things do we have on the go that we, that we haven't, that we've started and we haven't finished. Right. Yes. Oh, he said constant struggle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. So he said, choose something to suck at. And I was like, you know what? Windows, (laughs) (laughs) windows, housework, like, and so what I've done is I've allowed myself to release the perfectionism And there was a woman that I was speaking to. She's so wise. She said, when you're looking at a painting, if there's a little smudge in the corner, does it totally erase the beauty? Does it, does it alter the beauty of the rest of the painting? And I said, no, it's beautiful, of course. And she says, yeah. So look at the things in your life. Look at your spouse. Look at your home. Look at your children. Look at your job. Look at your career you don't just discount something because of a smudge. The same thing goes with housework. So if somebody comes into my house and things aren't perfect, you know, I don't know if you've ever walked into a house and you saw that sign, like, Oh, the, you know, the house was clean yesterday. Sorry, you missed it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And, and that's what I tell people as a joke. And guess what? It's, it's that judgment piece that we get to let go of. It's the shame of keeping up with other people and how we can't do it. And other people have really nice things and why can't we and da, da, and all of these stories. So I would say, choose something to suck at. Oh, if it's washing that. your floor every two weeks instead of every week or every month, every, you know, whatever, whatever it is that suits you and your family and the lifestyle that you want to have, do it. Yeah. Give yourself permission to do it. Accept who you are, where you are, and work with what you have. That is so valuable. I love it. And I know many moms struggle with not being able to play full out due mm. to the demands of motherhood. So how can they begin to shift their mindset and take steps towards creating impact and achieving their goals? 
change the way you think. Yeah. Honestly, change the way you think. Because even if I know that as moms, we have goals, we have these dreams, wishes, we want to make sure that everything's great for our kids, for our family, for ourselves, for our home, for our extended family, for our friends, and we're busy trying to figure out how to make it all happen. Again, it comes back to being in alignment with your values and deciding like, okay, how much am I saying yes to everybody else? And I'm saying no to me. Yeah. I got to say yes to myself more often if I want to make a difference. Mm -hmm. So if somebody says, Hey, do you want to go out for coffee? You know what? I've reserved this time to working on my purpose, or I've reserved this time to writing my book, or I've reserved this time to whatever, to, uh, you know, going out on a date with my partner, or I've spent whatever it is, but creating those, those boundaries to protect and honor yourself. Mm -hmm. And that is so important. Because it's only when you stop and you allow yourself a beat to be like, okay, what is it that I truly want? What is it that makes me happy? And guess what? Most of us aren't even sure. Yeah. Most of us aren't even it sure. So shame. Yeah. It's it, so it's about getting connected to who we are. And it, that starts with self-intimacy and really understanding like, how am I thinking? How am I really feeling? Like when somebody passes you in a hallway, they're like, how are you? Do you just say, good, you like, stop and right. say, asking me who I am. Hold on a second. Let me check in. It, and when I'll, do we ever do that? Yeah. Right. So I never say I'm good. You, I always say, oh, I'm fantastic. I'm awesome. Oh, I'm feeling a little nervous. I'm excited. How are you? Like, and people are always taken aback by my different yeah. answers because they're like, wow, that's a great answer. I said, well, you asked me how I was, so I might as well answer it honestly. I love that. So yes. checking in with what we want is really the first step in figuring out where we get to go. But then we need a plan because things don't happen just because you wish them and dream them. You yeah. do have to have a plan and you do have to start taking action. And even if it's five minutes a day, 15 minutes a day, finding a way 30 minutes a day, enrolling your partner to help you or enrolling a friend to help you with the kids while you're doing something or bartering for childcare for something else. Like just so this way you get to feel like you are plugged into your purpose because there's so many women that I talk to that say, I want to do more. I don't know how it feels like I don't have enough time, but yeah. then when they're, when they're actually looking at how they're investing their time, are they investing it like on a bad stock or are they investing it on something that's going to give them great return? So, you know, moving our thumbs there where we're scrolling on something, we could lose 20 minutes like that Easy. in a blink of an eye, we lose 20 minutes. So how can we adjust some of our behaviors to match the values that we say are important to us, the values that we want to model for our children? It's critical because what, and like you said, we got to be the model. We got to be the example. Yeah. So how are we showing up and how are we playing full out to allow them to see us and say, oh my gosh, this is who my mom was. 
And I want to follow in the footsteps of being brave, of living fully instead of, you know, heading into your grave at 70, 80, 90 years old saying, where'd all that time go? Right. I know it's just so easy to get caught up in just the busyness of life. And you really just got to wake up and just take the time to, like you said, think about what you're thinking and take that pause and find ask yourself and force yourself to answer. Don't go, I don't know. Like, what is it that I really want? And what are my values? Like, how many people can really, like, if I asked you right now, like, in a rapid fire round, like, how many people could answer that, you know, within five seconds? Like, I think it'd be hard for a lot of people. Well, and I think the permanency of it, too, when you ask somebody, what do you want? They're afraid of getting the wrong answer, because what if I change my mind? Yes. Oh, that's so good too. Afraid of giving the wrong answer. I think that's another big thing too. Like that limits people and holds them back is like, I think being afraid of, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the wrong answer. It's the, well, what if I say this, but I don't get it and I'm afraid to fail. I'm afraid to set that goal. And here's the thing. Goals can be fluid. What I wanted five years ago isn't necessarily the exact picture that I have today because I've evolved as a woman and a human being and as a mom and as a wife and as a business owner. So things have changed. My desires have changed. So I have new goals. And isn't it fun? But I mean, at least we are walking towards something, something bigger than we thought five minutes ago that we couldn't do. And that lights us up. That's how you create change in the world. Hmm. I love that. You mentioned you work with a coach yourself. And Um, I am just curious, how has this ongoing commitment to personal growth and transformation influenced your ability to guide others on their journeys? So that's a really good question. And that's something that a lot of people don't pay attention to. Like when choosing a coach, do they have a coach? Like how much have they invested in time, money, resources, whatever, sacrifice to be able to grow themselves? So personally, I've invested almost six figures into, yeah, and that doesn't include the time. That is just pure dollar amount. Um, I'm up around the $86,000 mark that I've invested in my own personal development plus the time that it takes to attend, you know, courses and whatever. And what that has given me. So I've worked with quite a few coaches and I've been inside quite a few programs and what that gate and big names too, big, like household name programs that if I'm like, Oh yeah, I worked with this person that you'd be like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I know them. I've heard of them. I've seen them. Yeah. I follow, I follow them. Mm-hmm. And I've seen their program and I always ask, what do I want as a client? What do I want? And I always, it comes down to the same thing. I always want more time with my coach. I always want to know that they've actually achieved what I want. Because if I, I can't follow you, if you haven't created those results in your life, yeah. if you can't prove that, you know, then 
it doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's a non-starter. Mm-hmm. So it's really influenced the way that I operate and how I am always in integrity with my business and with clients and how I create clients and how um, the transformations that they experience because of how, I don't want to say the word sensitive, of how empathetic I am because I've been there. Yeah. I've been there. And so, yeah. So I'm just a few steps ahead. Maybe I'm two steps ahead. Maybe I'm 20 steps ahead. Either way, it doesn't matter. I remember exactly what it felt like to be there. Mm. And so it's, um, it's really given me an incredible toolbox. Like all of my investments have given me an incredible toolbox to pull from of, I tried this and it worked for me. I tried this and it worked for me. And I'm able to, to really dig deep and dive in. Mm. Yeah. And can you offer some advice for overwhelmed moms who might be hesitant to seek help or coaching, or they feel like they don't have enough time for personal development? Yeah. So I remember way with my, again, with my first coach, it was a financial commitment. That was big for me. I was like, you know, I'll find the time, but because I know what coaching can do, but I, I, I need that financial guarantee that what I'm going to do works. And I'm going to tell you, there is not a program in the world that is going to work unless you are willing to be completely coachable. Yeah. And explain what that means right. um, for the people who don't really, you know, this is new to them, the world of coaching. Yeah. So it's, so a client of mine, she called me a velvet hammer. She said, you create like this incredible safe space for me that I can explore who I am, what I do, da, da, da. But you won't co-sign any of my BS. (laughs) And you tell me exactly what I need to hear. And even though I don't like it, I know I need to hear it. And that's the kind of coach that I know I want. So that's the kind of coach that I am for other people. And so I think it's really important that when you are looking for a coach, you find someone that you are aligned with that holds your vision as high as you hold your own. Because if they're not holding your vision, that's not the right coach for you. You got to find someone that's like, oh my gosh, you know what, Tanya, I know you got this. I do believe in you 100%. That's really important. Um, And that coachability piece is even doing the things that your coach suggests, like doing the homework and being able to communicate with the coach and be like, you know what, this week, you're giving me, you know, 15 minutes of, of homework. I don't know where I'm going to fit it in and having that conversation to say, okay, 15 minutes, isn't it interesting? So you say that you don't have 15 minutes. Let's look at your day. Let's look at 
what this 15 minutes could mean for you and how will, how it'll impact you next week once you break through this homework. So it's yeah. it, the ability to have that conversation with somebody that you trust on a completely different level because coaches, the good coaches, they are coming from a place of observation. Nothing is right, wrong, good, or bad. There is no judgment. There is no, you know, yes, you're a good girl. No, you're a bad girl. There's none of that. It's yeah. all, I am standing for you. I am holding your vision and I am loving you through this process by providing you an incredibly safe and nurturing space, but it's an honest space oh, where yeah. you can face yeah. what you get to go through in order for you to break through. That's so good. And finally, could you share a message of hope and inspiration for overall moms who may be listening to this podcast? Yeah, really. If, um, when you start listening to the way that you think you literally change everything in your world. So you can choose to People think that the that what they're thinking is out of their control, and it really isn't. All it is is a pattern. So if you interrupt that pattern and you choose another thought, I promise you, and this is something that you could do while you're changing diapers, while you're out shopping, while you're just relaxing, while you're at work, on the drive home, whatever it is, stay-at-home moms, work-at-home moms, uh, working moms, whatever, you can choose to think a different thought anytime. That, so from me, coming from a place where I was neglected and abused from infancy and until I was 16, and then now today, I am madly in love with my husband. I have a coaching, a successful coaching business. I have three incredible children. I've accomplished a, several lifelong dreams and I'm living a life that I love. I love being in my skin. I love living my life. And it was all because, and I need you to hear this. It was all because I changed the way I thought. I changed what Love meant to me, I, I actually listened to what I wanted from love and my relationships and my life. And once I was aware of my thoughts, everything opened up. You just have to be willing to be aware. Yeah. Just pay attention to the sentences in your brain, right? And mm -hmm. choose them on purpose. Awesome. That was so valuable, Eileen. Thank you so much. And lastly, I recently introduced a new segment to the show, uh, Rapid Fire Round. So I'm just going to ask you That's five so questions and you answer with whatever immediately comes to mind. It's just a fun way to get to know you a little better. So you ready? You up for it? Yeah, this sounds so fun. Okay, go ahead. I'm ready. Okay, here we go. So first question is, what self-care activity is something you absolutely prioritize and consider non-negotiable. My hot tub. 
Ooh, <laughs> so like, no nice. joke. I like that's like a place where I go to meditate, to just hang out, to be by myself, to relax. I listen to the the leaves and the birds flying by. Yeah, it's great. Oh, that's so nice. I bet it feels so good this time of year. It must be getting really cold in Ontario. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. And is there someone in your life whom you consider a role model and who inspires you? My son. Oh, I love that. Yeah, my son. He's Aww. uh he's um incredibly curious. I mean, all my kids are. Um and they each inspire me in different ways. But I'm going to say I'm going to stick with my answer of my son because he has a um a lightness to him of his sense of humor. He's so clever. And his wit is so sharp and I just, he keeps trying new things and being optimistic. And that's really inspiring to me. Mm. Oh, that's awesome. And what's the best advice you've ever gotten? Oh, best advice I've ever gotten. Um, have, have a one-liner. Have a one-liner. What's right. yours? So... <laughs> So this was because I did um, extended breastfeeding. I mean, I breastfed my kids until they were just over two. Um, oh. I did baby wearing. I did extended rear facing in the car, um, co-sleeping. And I, so I always had a one-liner, like, thank you for your concern. When somebody would say like, oh, well, when are the, how much longer are they going to be breastfed? Um, not sure, but thank you for your concern. I love and, that. Or I would say like, uh, don't worry, you know, they won't be on the breast when they're walking down the aisle. So, <laughs> you know, thank you for your concern. And um, it allowed me to release that judgment, especially in early years of motherhood. Yeah. Um, and just to, um, yeah. And, and actually to pair with that was that even when you're pregnant for the first time, or even when, you know, or if you're expecting a child from your partner or whatever, you know, your maternal instinct is always there and listen to it because it is accurate. Mm -hmm. Oh, I, I can really appreciate that because I'm still nursing my daughter and she's 16 months old and I've got a couple of comments as well. And I'm going to use that one. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for your concern. <laughs> okay. Next question. What's the worst advice you've ever gotten? Oh, worst advice I ever got. Give them another chance. We'll give them another chance. Yeah. Because when, when somebody shows you who they are the first time, my, my Angelou said this, when somebody shows you who they are the first time, believe them. I've not heard that quote before. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, um, and recently we had a, a situation where, and, and if I could explain this super quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Please. So it's, it's interesting with a relationship dynamic, whether it be family, friends, whatever, and let's say they do something and you feel angry about it, right? So you look at them and you're like, oh my, okay. So I'm looking at you and I see that you're a raccoon, but I'm expecting you to act like a bunny. And I'm mad because you didn't act like a bunny. You acted like a raccoon. Yeah. So when I look at them and I'm like, oh my gosh, 
you're actually just a raccoon. I'm expecting you to be half bunny because I'm bunny and you're not. And so as soon as we let go of our expectations of how they should think, react in a situation, what they should do or say in a situation, that makes us have an agenda about the situation. Mm -hmm. Once we release the agenda and we see them for the raccoon they are, then we can love them as a raccoon over there. Mm -hmm. You know, Tupac said. Over there. Yes. Over there. Yeah. Tupac uh, Shakur said, I think that's how you pronounce his name. He said, just because you lost me as a friend doesn't mean you gained me as an enemy. I still want you to eat, just not at my table. Mm, That's so good. And so that's also some of the best advice I've ever gotten. Yeah, I like that. I actually talk about that in my first podcast episode too, just loving, I can love you from over here. Yeah. Okay. And then the last question is, do you have a favorite quote or mantra that helps get you through hard things? Yeah, be messy. Be messy. Mm. Yeah, be messy. Because when, you know, little Patty the perfectionist in my head comes in, she stops me from really going for it. Yeah, so so limiting. Right. So I get to be messy. It doesn't need to be perfect. It's actually better if it's not. So recently I started taking private art lessons because I wanted to experience that intimacy and vulnerability with self. I wanted to hear the thoughts that were still coming up in my head that are running on loop when I'm doing something that I'm not good at something that I'm not sure about, something that I'm not used to. And so by doing that, I get to be messy and I get to be messy on purpose. So I could take what I'm learning there, being messy on purpose and take it in my business, take it to even going on a basketball tournament this weekend with my son and figuring that out for the very first time. Where do the parents go? What do I wear? What do I bring? Where do we park? Where are we going to go eat? Like, and it doesn't matter. I could just be where my feet are and be messy and it's okay. Gosh, I just love your, all your metaphors and analogies. Like, I really (laughs) think it's going to help so many people just like shift their thinking and just be more compassionate with themselves and Yeah. Just giving them the permission to, like you said, be messy. And when you are, I mean, the possibilities of your life are going to open up. Yeah. You know, we notice that when we stop trying to control everything. And so if, if you were to hold out your hand and you have it out flat, you can hold a lot more in your hand like this than you can if you close your fist. So when you let go, everything can happen. Everything is possible all the time. Oh my gosh, this is so good. I love all your one-liners. I love <laughs> awesome. Uh, as we bring this episode to a close, I want to express gratitude to you, Eileen, for sharing your inspiring journey and your invaluable insights. Your story of resilience, growth, and the power of transformation is a beacon of hope for all. Would you like to share with the listeners how they can connect with you? Oh, absolutely. So you can find me on Facebook, um, Eileen McDonnell. And also you could go to my website. It's onebreakthroughaway.com. 
And I absolutely love to hear from people, especially if you have any feedback, uh, you know, about the show or if something worked for you and just sharing wins. Um, I'm always happy to help and serve. Awesome. And then two, you have a freebie too on your website that you want to talk about? I do. So I, and specifically because of this topic, um, I want to offer your listeners, your audience, the change your thoughts, change your world workbook and course. So this course brings you through the four easy steps to be aware of your thoughts, how to reframe your thoughts and build thoughts that serve you and your vision, and then how to program them into your subconscious mind. So they happen on autopilot. Mm -hmm. So it's such a juicy, valuable course. And I'd like to offer that totally free. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Okay. And then they can access that by going on your website and oh, um, oh and I'm also, I'm going to have the link. I'm going to have the link on in the show notes. So just, uh, anybody who's listening, just go to the show notes and, um, yeah, the link will be right there. That's Excellent. so generous and kind of you, Eileen, uh, to offer that to our listeners. So everyone, Eileen's message reminds us that no matter the challenges we face, we have the capacity to rise above them embrace personal growth and manifest the success we desire in our lives. Her journey from surviving child abuse to thriving through illness and supporting her spouse with PTSD is a testament to the strength of the human spirit. I hope that Eileen's words have resonated with you and that you're leaving this episode feeling uplifted, inspired, and filled with hope. Remember, you have the power to create positive changes in your life, no matter how overwhelming it may seem at times. If you found value in today's episode, please consider sharing it with fellow moms who may benefit from Eileen's wisdom and encouragement. And if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to this podcast to stay inspired with more empowering stories and insights. And if I could kindly ask for a favor, I would greatly appreciate it if you could take a moment to leave a rating and review for the Momentum podcast. Your support means the world to me as it plays a crucial role in helping more moms like you and me discover the show. I understand that the journey of raising children can be incredibly challenging and many of us feel isolated in this journey. My goal is to remind these mothers that they are never alone in this tough gig of motherhood. This podcast is all about introducing fresh perspectives and effective strategies to help you navigate the challenges of motherhood. It's about delivering messages of hope and inspiration so that you can be the best mom you aspire to be. I know that fulfilling this role as a mom and guiding your children through life is important to so many of us. Your ratings and reviews will assist in spreading this message and providing support to more moms who could benefit from it. Thank you for joining me on this journey of growth and transformation. I look forward to continuing this uplifting and inspiring journey with you. Until next time, take care, stay positive, and keep believing the power of your own potential. Bye. Hey there. If you're yearning for more order, joy, and precious moments of peace, 
and you want to be fully present with your little ones, I've got something special just for you. It's a free time audit tool that can be your first step towards reclaiming your time and finding that balance. Doing a time audit is key to unlocking a life filled with precious moments to be cherished. By using this tool, you will be able to reclaim control. You will gain a sense of control over your daily routines, allowing you to focus on what truly matters, like spending quality time with your children. You will rediscover joy. The time audit tool will help you identify time-wasting habits and replace them with activities that bring you joy and fulfillment. You'll also unearth peace. By managing your time more efficiently, you will experience a newfound sense of peace, reducing stress and chaos in your daily lives. You will also be more present. With the ability to allocate your time mindfully, you'll be more fully present with your children, creating lasting memories during this precious phase of your kids' lives. In short, this time audit is the first step towards a life where you are in control, filled with joy, and able to savor the fleeting moments with your little ones. Don't miss out on this opportunity to transform your daily life into one that's truly meaningful and fulfilling. Grab your free time audit now and make the change you've been yearning for. Simply click on the link to the show notes where you are listening to this podcast or head over to tanyavalentinecoaching.com. That's T-A-N-Y-A-V-A-L-E-N-T-I-N-E coaching.com to access your free time audit today. Life coaching is all about empowering yourself, leveling up, and taking decisive action. It's about learning how to live a more conscious, intentional life, one with passion and purpose, being reminded that you are in the driver's seat of this thing called life. Yes, there are things that will happen that are out of your control, but allow me to remind you of the things that are in your control so you can find your way to peace through any storm. Have you ever felt that inner nudge that restless feeling deep within, like there's more for you out there. I want you to know that it's your soul speaking to you. And I'm here to help you tune in and listen. I believe those whispers are your dreams yearning to come to life. Let's work together to uncover that inner voice, decipher its message, and turn your dreams into reality. Ready to take that first step? Sign up for a free 30-minute coaching call with me. Let's embark on this transformative journey together. Your dreams are waiting, and I'm here to help you bring them to fruition. Click the link below or simply head to tanyavalentinecoaching.com. That's T-A-N-Y-A-V-A-L-E-N-T-I-N-E coaching.com and click work with me to sign up for your free 30-minute mini session today. 